With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, I just evaluated myself as the my career went along, and I wasn't as productive in the things I need to be productive, worrying about you know which foot the three techniques stepping with. You know, when you're there's so much. I thought just this uh, reevaluated myself, and I you know last half of my career at Ohio State, I didn't micromanage everything because it's also hard to sleep at night when you don't. And guys get you have coaches. That's their responsibility. It's not my responsibility. It's their responsibility. Hire a bunch of good people. Coach for fundamentals as hard as possible. Let them do their jobs. And a lot of times I get in the way of that. I know this too. I thought that was an interesting line of questioning today during the news conference to Urban Meyer. And it's a good question, fair question. Is he made his fame mm-hmm. and his success on being a micromanaging maniac? Yeah. And you have to be like that in college. Well, I think you have to be like that in college, but I think you might make the case. If that's the way you are in any line of work and that's what makes you good, that's what makes you good. Mm-hmm. So he loosens that up a little bit toward the end of Ohio State is what it sounded like. It, at least what he said today. He started to peel back a little bit. Now he is absent from the coaching ranks for a while. He comes into the NFL and he even says, I'm not going to run around the practice field like a maniac because of my health and all this stuff. And I've learned some. But it begs the question, is Shad Khan not getting the guy that was the third winningest coach of all time that won national titles at Ohio State in Florida because he's kind of changed the way and got a little older? And God bless him, this might be the way to do it because of his health. Yeah. Like in a serious way. Like I'm, not, I'm not joking about it. Like that seriously might be the way to do it. Mm-hmm. But it also might not make Urban Meyer as good at his job. Yeah. Is that a fair thing to wonder? Like, hey, I got Urban Meyer. I've been chasing Urban Meyer. If he ever got back in the game, I'm getting that Urban Meyer that I think is this this ultimate coach, one of the best in the country, one of the best of all time. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting this Urban Meyer. That's a, uh, that's different. And it's kind of like, in a weird way, it's a, to me, it's like free agency. And a lot of times you swing and miss in free agency because once you pay the guy, the guy doesn't perform like he used to. Sure. Why? Because he was hungry, man. He was wait- He was trying to go get that. That is human nature. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Urban Meyer's not hungry. I think Urban Meyer wants to win. And I actually believe him when he says the food doesn't taste good and it's hard to eat when he doesn't win. Like, I believe that. He's a competitor. Facts. But if you're changing the way you're going about winning... Yeah. And now it's not working, I think it's fair to wonder if... You're just not as good at doing it this way as you were at doing it that way. Yeah. Um, I think we would both agree that the Urban Meyer you saw at Ohio State and Florida is not the same Urban Meyer that you see here in Jacksonville. Now, 
I don't know if any college coach truly comes over from the college ranks and gives their exact same system and their spiel when they get to the NFL. Like, I think there is some tailoring, some tinkering that needs to be done um, when you make that transition. Like, I don't, I don't think Matt Rule is the same guy when he was in Baylor. Now, maybe he should be. But I don't think Matt Rule is the same guy from Baylor. I don't think Kingsbury is the same guy from Texas Tech. Hopefully he's not because he didn't win a lot of games Texas Tech. So you do change a little bit. But I think in terms of micromanaging, I think you have to do that, right? Like, I'm not expecting Urban Meyer to be this rah-rah guy, right? Like, I don't, I don't need Urban Meyer to break down huddles. I don't need Urban Meyer to, you know, pull a Sean McVay and run 50 yards in a dead sprint to give his uh, special teams guy a high five after they down the punt, like, in the two-yard line mm-hmm. when, they, when they went up by 30 or 40 <laughs> points. You see that? Did you see that? That was funny. I mean, that was cool. But, hey, man. Yeah, yeah, by thirty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, you got it. Um, I I don't need that because I I truly think. I mean, if that's who you are, then by all means, be that way. I don't think Urban Meyer wants to do that. I don't think that's really who Urban Meyer is anymore. NFL guys don't need that. Yeah, you don't need that. I always talk about Andy Reid. Andy Reid was never the rah rah guy, but in terms of being in that offensive meeting, in terms of demanding perfection, he's like a mad chemist. You know, like all right, hey, there's this like Jamal Charles. Your, your route, I remember saying team meeting, Jamal Charles, you broke your route off at, uh, you know, four and a half yards. We're asking five yards. Jamal Charles, all pro. Kind of, you know, revolutionized the, the game at the time in terms of being an all-purpose uh, running back. Hey, Jamal Charles, you're, you're half a yard too short. Get on the details. But break it off a little bit. That's Andy Reid. Didn't have to yell at somebody. Didn't, didn't have to rah-rah somebody. Just said, yeah, do it better. Or else, you know, we'll find somebody else for it. I can do it better. So, like, that's what needs to be done. If you're going to micromanage... A half a yard in terms of a route that, that Jamal Charles did. If you're Urban Meyer, then you could probably micromanage the, how much a running back plays or doesn't play. Okay, so that to me is what I want to see more of because that's what college coaches do, Brett. Yeah, I I think yeah, there's trusting your your people, and I'm a big believer in that. I think you trust your people, you hire people. If you're good hiring the people, then you trust your people to do their job and do their job. And sometimes some of those people would rather be micromanaged, to be honest with you. People are different. You yeah. can't just blanket that. I mean, I work with a lot of people over the years that some people want to be told what to do like every minute of the day. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, hey, I'm going to do this, this, this today. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, that's just, there are, those are, that's just people. Sure. And so that doesn't mean you're bad at your job, by the way. You might be excellent at your job, but you've got to figure out which guy is can use the micromanaging and which can't or, or doesn't need it. And I think a little bit goes for players and motivating players. Players are motivated a little bit differently too. Yeah. And so um, the, the one difference here, and like to your point, you can micromanage and do whatever the hell you want in college because those guys are on scholarship and they're thankful they're on scholarship to get a free education. Mm-hmm. And they're also not going to usually be insubordinate. Of course. It's totally different here. I mean, these guys can ask for a trade if they don't want to be around you. And so yeah. that acclimation is a real thing, I think from a style standpoint, mm-hmm. for any guy going from college to the NFL, and that's why this move has its critics anyway. And so I think that's got with Urban. But to your point about Andy Reid, something that really stuck out to me the other day in the Manning cast, yeah. talking to Akeem Tlaib. Uh, um, yeah, 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 Akeem Tlaib. Uh, with, with the Mannings, is they asked him, they're like, hey, what does Belichick do in the meetings? He's like, oh, yeah. he is the defensive coordinator. Yep. He's the defensive coordinator. You know why? Because it's his, he's a defensive guy. And so he is micromanaging that. Probably oh, yeah. micromanages other stuff, too. But he is micromanaging that. Mm-hmm. And that really registered with me, and it has stuck with me these last couple of days. It's like, all right, I understand, Urban, that if you let your defensive guys do their thing, you're not on heavy on that side of the ball. You might be involved, peek in, check in. 
But if your thing is offense, as mm-hmm. we've discussed, and your offense is struggling this bad, man, oh, man, get in that film room. Get in that well, planning meeting. Get yeah. in, get on that those coaches and be like, what are you? And I don't know if you're just talking about James Robinson. Yeah. I'm talking about if you want to go up tempo, it's your damn job. It's you're the head coach. Yeah. Go up tempo. Screw Darryl Bevel. So <laughs> this has been the, the biggest eye-opener for me, and it's something that I didn't really – I guess, conceive what would happen, you know, when we're talking about Urban Meyer first signing here. Whether you're in college or you're in the pros, and let's start by saying this. I'm, I would do a lot, like, I mean, I'm, I'm in a lot of crazy things, right? I love pushing my body, my mind, all that stuff. I would never be a coach in college or, or the NFL. Never. I think those guys are absolutely insane. There, there is no way I could ever do that. That is something I'll sit here right now and say, I'll never do it. I, I can help out. I can come in for a, a week. But as far as being a full-time football coach, there is no way, whether I'm a head coach or a position coach, because it takes so much time and energy. But when you're a head coach at the college level or the NFL level, you do have to have an ego. And that ego says that, no, especially in the NFL, t- put college out of this real quick. Let's go to the NFL with Urban Meyer. If you're in the NFL right now, Every single time your team is on the field, and especially your side of the ball, your offense on the field, every false start, every miscommunication, every bad play, if a player gets arrested in public, that falls on you. That is a direct representation of you. That's why I can never do that. Because I would be so hell-bent on being perfect. I would never be perfect. It would drive me absolutely insane. That's what I'm surprised about Urban Meyer right now, of how this offense looks and how things are being handled. This falls on him. This is your identity right now. And, like, I don't know Urban Meyer personally. I got to think to have success in Florida, to have success at Ohio State, you have to have ego. It has to be your show. So then to go to the NFL, and I get it. You bring some friends along, they're going to help you in terms of, you know, what the whole atmosphere is like. I understand that. But then to say, ah, they got it. Ah, to say, that's not my job. That's insane to me because this falls on you. You're the head coach. So how can you sit there you know, just as a, as a person with an ego and say, yeah, I'm not sure if James Robinson's playing or not. Yeah, we're scoring like seven points a game. I don't. I never thought Urban Meyer would be able to do that. Yeah. Like, I thought he would implode before he was able to do that. Yeah, and by the way, like, have such an ego, like, listen, Bernie Parmley, he's a nice guy and a good coach potentially, but he shouldn't have that much power on my team. Yeah. I've got the power. You know, I mean, there's some ego that has to be like, all right, I'm not leaving that decision up to him. Mm-hmm. He can still coach the techniques and all that stuff, but I'm not leaving that decision up to him. I'll tell you what else has surprised me a little bit about Urban. And so the whole point of this conversation is if he's not the same guy that got the third winningest uh, percentage all time in college football, did Shad Khan not get the guy he thought he was getting? Yeah. Like, I, I think that's a fair question right now uh, because he's a different guy and he's a different cat and this is a different league. And again, from a health standpoint, if that's what Urban has to do, I get it, but I will tell you this. I miss the micromanaging maniac urban. You know why? Because that guy didn't have losing in his DNA. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that really stands out to me in terms of losing in the DNA is I didn't think this guy could ever even accept or go to sleep at night if he lost to people on the other sideline like David Cully and got walloped by him. Mm-hmm. And Cliff Kingsbury, although I will say I thought Kingsbury coached a very bad game. I think the Jags coached better that game. Yeah, it wasn't good luck. Uh, Zach Taylor, who they couldn't <laughs> stop in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Vrabel's been around. I mean, I'm not even going to go there with him. But they they outcoached Flores. They certainly did. Sure. Uh, Pete Carroll, you can tip your cap. You, you kind of envy what they do. That's fine. Uh, they outcoached the Bills. 
Yeah. Right? And, yep. and McDermott. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Reich, I don't know if they outcoached or not outcoached him. I, I, I didn't really feel that. But they certainly didn't outcoach Shanahan. And then Arthur Smith. And that group beat you and outcoached you, essentially. Yeah. And then 33-year-old or 34-year-old Sean McVay put a whooping on you. Like, as a competitor, I mean, we're going to see a couple more examples of that, by the way. You got Vrabel, you got Cully coming back in, you got Sala coming well, in. And I told you, like, when I was in Houston listening to Sports Radio in Houston, they're already past Cully. They're like, who are we gonna, oh, yeah. who's, who's going to replace Cully? It's like a done Cully. deal, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, they could care less about Cully. But, but I just think as a competitor, man, like, listen. If I lose on a story sometimes in my job over the years, like, all right, you're going to lose on some stories. I feel like we win more than we lose. Sure. Right? Yeah. But then if I lose this to that guy, that's who I lost to? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not sleeping. No, for sure. Like, I'm serious. Like, that's the way I work in our business. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how that's magnified and in, in, in his world. See, and that's the thing, Brent. Like, maybe... What we see at the press conferences isn't what you're getting behind the scenes. Maybe he is, you know, burning the midnight oil, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, what it looks like is what it looks like, you know, yeah. and, and what it represents in you is what it represents. And right now, false starts, drop balls, like that's all on you. Like that, that's a direct it's representation a of you. And like one game, like every team's gonna have a bad game. All right, this is the NFL. You're gonna have the ups and downs. Sometimes you you come out, you know, on all cylinders. Sometimes the Buffalo Bills against Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Like you're not always gonna look 100. percent But to consistently look like this on your side of the ball, that's on you. With by the way, nothing like drastically changing. Like try something again. You talked up tempo yeah. all last week and never really went up tempo in the game. Yeah. Like it just never. Again, some of that you gotta. I know execute. There's a lot of factors, but. I mean, he had 60 minutes to try to go up-tempo, and he never really went up-tempo in the game. But don't you get the sense that there's some offensive-minded guys out there with egos where if it would look as bad as it looked, you would go scorched earth on somebody and do something? I agree. You know, like, Like I I don't know if you... Yeah, I, don't I said it Monday, man. It's like yeah. you feel like right now you need to take the defibrillator out of this <laughs> offense. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like that's not, and you don't want to do that as a coach. You don't want to panic. But guess what? Six weeks and six touchdowns, that's panic time. That's far past the point it's of panic. It's panic time. Yeah. And so that's why I figure, uh, again, I, I do leave out this little hope. I've been consistent with this over the last week. And I think the, the ray of hope that I have here, because I, of his resume, is that he is kind of learning on the job with this new style, yeah. right? And yeah. that, that he will then... Go back and be like, that didn't work. That didn't work. You're out of here. You're out of here. Okay, that was pretty good. We're going to keep this. We're going to enhance this. We're going to do this. And now maybe he's very good at that. And Mm -hmm. listen, I understand there's doubt about that. I get it. And there should be. Mm -hmm. But I'm just keeping this little ray of hope that we haven't seen him do that yet. All right. Mm -hmm. And and I I tried to give you guys some evidence of in year two, sometimes things get better for a lot of programs and and teams yeah because you do learn some things and and you mentioned it from a player standpoint but i'm talking from a coaches and this new role standpoint i i'm holding out hope that there's that that happens and that urban can still turn this thing yeah Uh, but i i would love a little bit of evidence of it i mean i i would hope so man you know i really hope so because like you know on the defensive side of things like is it perfect absolutely not you know, I mean, you, you faced a good Rams team, gave up way too many points. But, like, at least you see, like, okay, that's Seahawks game, right? Kind of got embarrassed a little bit. You know, despite what you say about the second half, you got embarrassed. Well, then what happens after that? Like, then you, you come back, and I guarantee Collins throwing chairs and hitting chalkboards, yeah. whatever the case may be. But, like, that's a he great got a better, sign. Yes, because 
That's your identity. They coached their ass off that game. Yes, because that's your identity. Like, I guarantee, like, Joe Collin is probably sick to his stomach when he gives up over 100 yards rushing. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, he, and come hell or high water once again, he will find a way to get over that. So, like, at least on the defensive side of things, it never looks perfect per se, and sometimes it looks really bad. But at least there's progress where it's like, okay, well, we're going to come back from that because we have to. You haven't come back from anything on offense. You really haven't. Like, I have yet to say you've coached your ass off on offense. No. Like, I just don't see that. Like, oh. But you have seen it on defense. I mean, yes. you take their first month, six weeks on defense in this last, even, even giving up the stuff to the Rams. Yes. Yeah. And the Rams are ultra-talented and way better than you. Sure. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's going to happen in the NFL. They're just better. The gap is there. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have those games. But if you really take the last five or six weeks of their defense, there's some things to really like and see in the development of Tyson Campbell yeah. and other guys as well. So you can buy that. You can't on the offensive side. And I need micromanaging maniac Urban Meyer these last five weeks to try to fix that on the offensive side. Even mm-hmm. if it's for a couple weeks. It doesn't have to be for 365 days. But for a couple weeks, he's got to dive in there, in my opinion. Maybe he's doing it. But I think he's got to be the guy that jump starts this thing and changes what's going on. we got Steven on the line. Let's get him in before the break. Uh, Steven, what's happening here on a Wednesday? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. What up, man? Hey, uh, I wanted to get your opinion on something, Austin. It's something I heard Urban uh, talk about in his press conference, and I want to get your uh, player input on if it might help at all when he talked about having the analysts, like, do screenshots and little clips and everything of the players, like, when they were at their best playing and then going to each player and uh, positional group and showing them, hey, I need this out of you because it's on tape. I've seen you play this good before. Mm-hmm. I need this guy back. I mean, uh, could that influence and motivate, like, he's right. I've played this good before. I need to keep at it. Yeah, and I mean, uh, great question. Um, so... In terms of that, yeah, obviously, anytime you can get film, pictures, um, ocular proof, as you would call it, to Whoa. say, I like that one. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> you all right? Wow. You all right? I just, Holy cat. I just blacked out a little bit. What yeah. happened? Yeah, what listen, happened? so did I, and I was at the eye doctor Whoa, today, so happened? this ocular thing is really <laughs> registering. Did you, did you get the, the pupils? Uh, yeah, can you tell? No. no, I mean, I'm, I'm like, because you see, is it hard seeing? Oh, yeah, it was for the oh, last few tough, hours. doesn't it? Yeah. That's the wor- I'll talk about it more in a little bit. Okay, yeah, okay, can't wait. Oh, experience. For that one. Okay, can't. But thank you for that you, you ocular okay? definition. Okay, ocular proof. Um, so, <laughs> anytime you can see it in front of you, yes, that helps. Now, keep in mind, guys are going to be banged up a little bit. Guys aren't going to be 100% as opposed to maybe week one and week two. So, it might look a little different. But, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely a big fan of Urban Meyer paying attention to the details because the, the details is where you win and lose. So um, if that's the case, if that's what's transpiring, that's, that's a step in the, in the right progress. What's well, to Stephen's point? And he, is it Stephen's point to that in Wisconsin? Ah, uh, the, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see. Uh, just to bring this whole franchise full circle. Yes. Um, the, I, what he's referencing is Urban Meyer did say, he did he said it on his coach's show yesterday, but he also said it again with James that he pulled him in and he had one of the analysts cut up 15 plays mm-hmm. from the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. He thought the Tennessee game was where he was getting second level. The ball protection was great. All those things were going on. Sure. And so this was like positive reinforcement, visualization. Hey, man, we need – this is what we're not seeing. Like, mm-hmm. my guess is this conversation was like, listen, yeah, you got to take care of the football. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put you on the sideline if you don't take care of the football. Mm-hmm. Should we put you on for 20 plays? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But here's why we're hesitating to put you back in is because we're not seeing the guy we saw in, against Tennessee. You don't look like you're fully healthy. Mm-hmm. You're not hitting the hole as quick. You're not getting the second level as quick. Again, I'm not saying he's right about it. I'm just thinking that's probably what the conversation consisted of. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, uh, analysts, give me 15 
cut-ups of, of no, uh, this James game. so we can show them. And, I, and that's what he did. And, so, and then he said, you know what? We're going to start doing that with other guys, too. And was, we're going to show them. And I, you know what? I really – there's some things over the years you're kind of like, what the hell are you doing from yeah. a coaching staff saying We talked about it a little bit yesterday at yeah, Top yeah, Golf yeah, with yeah, Josh yeah, yeah. about some of the things like from watching movies to other things that you do, yeah. TED Talks, do they really work, all this stuff. But every coach tries to play them. Mm-hmm. This is one that I, I can see that. Like if, if I'm struggling, yeah. I want to go back and see where I was good. So right? this used to be a classic Joe Cullen staple in our defensive line room. Um, every single year I played for Joe Collin, whether it was the first day of training camp, whether it was halfway through the season, he would, he would always start a meeting off by showing us clips of what we have to do. Now, some of the clips were us, um, at, you know, in the preseason or, or us, you know, making a great play. Some of the clips were from, were from his time in Detroit. Some of his clips were from, you know, all over the place. But, like, he would always show clips, and this was a, a daily thing. Like this Positive? Is what, no, positive, okay. yeah. And this is this what it has to look like. This is what it has to look like. And then if we, if we had a rough game, then he would bring those clips back and say, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing this? And, like, he would always... He would always compare it to, and I forgot what this dude's name was, but he was a Detroit line, undrafted free agent. Um, you know, played a couple years in Detroit, I guess. But, like, Joe would always go back to that guy because he would say, if I can make this guy do it, who nobody, you know, took a shot on except me, you guys can do it. You know, and he would always have that positive reinforcement with us of what it looks like, what it looks like. So, yeah, I mean, you hear Urban Meyer talking about that. That's a that's an old Joe Collin thing for sure. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying he's a genius for bringing no, this up. No, no, I mean, I'm sure a lot of coaches do But this. it might be the right time of the year. Like, you talk a job as a CEO, micromanager or not, is to push the right buttons at the right times. Yeah. And I did get the sense, again, this is positive Brent, trying to spin back to positive me and sunshine and rainbows a little bit. But I did get the sense listening to that today and listening to the talk is that, they are now saying, let's just see what we do over five games. Yeah, let's yeah. Just forget about all this other stuff. Now, can you do that? I don't know. But in doing so, they're going to take these clips and they're going to show, hey, Trevor, look at where you were your best this year. Yeah. Hey, Marvin Jones, look where you were your best this year. Yeah. Hey, uh, Cam Robinson and James Robinson. Yeah. And now I don't know if it will work, but it's a refocus, right? Mm-hmm. Which is hard to do in a long season, especially when it's a miserable one. Yeah. And so I kind of like the tack they're taking right now. And again, we'll see if it works. I have no idea yeah. if it will work. Yeah. But it gives you a little something. At least they're doing something different. Yeah. And by the way, they'll give James Robinson the ball more, and that will be different too. <laughs> you would hope. I can't wait to about your eye doctor visit. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you about this it. big news. I mean, I've never been. First time. Oh, really? You been to eye doctor? Of course. Because uh, when I fight, I have to get my oh, eyes you checked. Have to yeah, yeah. You have to eye doctor? Let's think about the fact that he's here now, and he said he was having trouble with his vision. But yeah, so then you drove. I didn't say that. Oh, okay. We'll be back. Action Sports (laughs) Jackson on ESPN 690. Yeah, you know, I should be more aware of rotation of running backs and who's a receiver, and, you know, I should be. Uh, and I am to a degree, but at the same time, Tyson Campbell was had a hip flare. I remember I was spending, like, we had, we were down corners, like, getting close to none. So I remember a lot of my focus was on, you know, was, was, can we get Tyson Campbell back in time? And then a lot of stuff happens on the sideline. Hey, by the way, uh, that's Urban Meyer talking about all the stuff. And I, listen, I get a little bit of that. I, I get a little bit. There's a lot going on, and you might be talking about other things. And you, that's part of being a head coach. That's why yeah. that's a, that's a nine million dollar job or ten million dollar job or whatever he's getting paid. I mean, it's a, it's not an easy job. Nobody's sitting here and saying it's an easy job. Mm-hmm. But it's also a little hard to believe that Daryl Bevel, Brian Schottenheimer, Bernie Parmalee, and, or any of the other fifty coaches that are on the staff didn't notice that. Um, 
Where's James? Yeah. And by the way, he's not in the blue tent. He's not in the locker room. And he's not being worked on by a trainer. Is everything okay? Hmm. Hey, Urban. Urban. My <laughs> nine. Urban. Uh. Like, so I get it that he has a lot going on, potentially. Like, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 20 plays is a lot. <laughs> I know. 16 plays last week is a lot. So it's not, an ex- it's not a good enough excuse, uh, in my opinion. Even, it doesn't always have to come from him. Somebody else has to step up and say something, you know. Exactly. And if you're just jumping in with us, uh, first 90 minutes of the show, you know, we've, we've kind of put the James Robinson story to the side. But the, the, really the biggest thing for me today is I think they have two. But they addressed it. The Jags addressed it. Uh, coach and player addressed it. Had a meeting yesterday. And the quarterback, the rookie quarterback who wears the C as a captain, addressed it verbally enough to say, listen, this guy's got to play. He said he voiced his opinion on it. And so uh, we'll see what happens Sunday and going forward. But uh, I don't think it's a, a done story. But I think for now it's actually at least a squash story, and we'll see what happens next. Um, what, what you really hope here is that, one, James goes out there, feels good, is healthy. Um, it feels like he is getting healthier, and certainly last week didn't hurt him much. He only had eight carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's confident, and he doesn't fumble the ball again because three times in three games would be then a thing. I mean, the story's going to turn yeah. if it's three times in three games. But then goes out and has a really nice day. And validates all the conversation about this. And uh, this isn't about the Jag staff looking bad and, and James looking good. Mm-hmm. But it's like it just would be we all know what should happen. We all feel we're right on what should happen. For some reason, they didn't. And it's not about right or wrong. But I hope he just goes out and validates it all and been like, hey, maybe he's got some fent up, fent up, uh, pent up frustration mm-hmm. and, and uh, game. Yeah. Uh, against the Tennessee Titans. That would be really nice uh, if it happens, but we'll see. I mean, there's a lot to be written on this story still, I think, over the last five weeks. And again, maybe the most important thing, January, February, March in the offseason, see where this thing lands um, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, with the staff, with James Robinson. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz uh, here on a Wednesday. It's like the first rain we've had around here in like forever. Seems like it. Yeah, feels that way. I think it is. Yeah, there was a tornado warning or something out in, like, Baker County area. There was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember rain in a long time. No, it's been a while. Yeah. We need it. I think we do need it. It's good for the crops. It's good for the crops. Very good. I don't know. We in in Jacksonville, we can get crops here. I mean, that's Uh, that's what my grandpa used to always say. Jacksonville, we have crops, but in the state of Florida, we have. Yeah, it's good. It's good for some kind of crops. It's amazing how much land there is in the state of Florida if you drive through. You're not lying. Even when you fly in the, like, you know, the airport, you really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of just. Swamp. Wait, you know stuff. what else? You, when you did this, did you look out the window flying to California? No. About a desert, man. Right? I was sitting Talking on the aisle. The desert. But, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Talking about that desert. It's yeah. funny, like, you get these questions from the kids. Like, you used to do this probably to your parents, too. And yeah. you ask, like, these super, like, generic questions. Mm-hmm. And those questions are, like, the hardest to answer. <laughs> it's like, so what? I think Ty said, like, so what was all that land being used for down there? Like, farming? And so I was like, yeah. Like, for what? Like, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Soybeans? Ask your maybe teachers. It's, maybe it's like sod. I don't know. There yeah. looks like a whole bunch of sod fields. Ask your teachers, like, man. <laughs> for real. But no it also idea. makes you... But it Google makes you, it. Yeah. We couldn't do that when we asked our parents. No, for sure. You just got... I don't know. <laughs> Leave me alone. Just made it 60 up. minutes is on. Like, what are you doing? 60 minutes yeah. is on. But it makes you appreciate, like, even like Las Vegas, like, for, in case you were just there, so you I appreciate saw, it. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, you have literally an oasis in the middle of nowhere, in the yeah. middle of the desert, and then you get Las Vegas. Like, it's crazy just yeah. how someone had a vision and be like, hey, you know what? Let's take all this sand and let's make something crazy out of it. Yeah, you My, should watch Yellowstone. 
Is that what it is? <laughs> is that my, what it is? My, <laughs> my dad's a big nature guy, so when we went to Vegas, we went and looked at, like, rocks or something. Did you go uh, Did you go in uh, <laughs> Red, Red Rock? Did yeah, you go? Actually, yes. You did? Yeah. Dude, how awesome. It's fun. You're not into that, are you? It rocks. Oh, man. My dad cool, loves though. it, though, you know, so I was like, all right, let's do it. But anyway, to your point, when we were done with the rocks, and you're literally just driving through, like, big rocks, and yeah. you come around the corner, and boom, there's Vegas. Yep. And then it's like the rest, more rocks. So when I was uh, <laughs> when, when I was in Vegas for like my UFC, like uh, for the Dana West Contender Series, I had to do like my promo stuff yeah. uh, for a couple days. So we had some free time. So yeah, we went to Red Rock and I actually got to climb up some stuff and check it out. So, so is that cool. Red Rock different than like Denver Red Rock? I, I mean, believe so, yeah. Because yeah. like they yeah. have Red Rock in like yep. Sedona and no, for Arizona. Sure. That's yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, it is pretty, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, it's for fun, about five man. minutes. Well, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys are into it. You guys are in touch with nature, huh? Not really into it. I mean, I think it's wild, some of that stuff, but it's just like, okay, what else do you want me to do with this? Explore, man. See? Explore what? What, do you want me to feel it? Yeah, man, if you got to feel it, feel it. And no, just, just take your eye, take it all in, Brent. Well, I, I do that, but like five minutes. Ah, you you got to sit and reflect a little bit. Yeah, well, my... It's, it's, I could do that. I'm, a little me time. Yeah, a little meditation time. My dad's very bad at like... Um, he, he wanted to, like, go explore stuff, but right before, he always does this. He's like, oh, by the way, like, watch out for snakes, and I'm terrified of snakes. So sure. I was like, we're not getting out. Oh, yeah. I'm not getting there's, out of the car There's now. snakes there. Oh, yeah, there's snakes. He's like, yeah, just, you know, kind of be aware. They're, they're everywhere. I was like, okay, we're not. <laughs> they're I'm, not everywhere. Everywhere. I'm, I'm out. I'm like, I'll just stay right uh, here in the car then. By the way, uh, your dad and I are friends on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, he told me. What's up with that? He asked me. Yeah, not, I know. Not, not even as cool as my wife or my, my mom, you know, but, like, it's, it's your dad, so it's cool. Yeah. Because my mom on Facebook or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, it's not as cool as that, but. Yeah, yeah. my dad's a big Facebook guy. He's like, I'm friends with Austin on Facebook. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, Austin Lane. I'm well, like, I mean, he had the last name. It checked out. Of course, got to add him, yeah. man. <laughs> that's it. Well, we're not friends. Hello, Dad. I know we're not. Well, that's not, I mean, I don't add people. If you add me, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, confirm. Add, I'm the same way. I don't add people. I do not I add. I don't got time for that. I yeah. never Wait, add. No, I never. I haven't okay, added so then who added? then who added who? Your dad added me. No, I'm over my dad. I'm talking about you two because I assume I'm you two sure are friends, right? Friends. Oh, are we, are we Facebook friends? I don't know. No I way, no you're idea. not friends. That'd be hilarious. I, I know, know Marcel, like Marcel Robinson and I are not because he hasn't asked me yet. Marcel and I, are, I think Marcel added me. Maybe are we Facebook friends? Maybe? How can you tell? I mean, it says if you type it in there. Okay, yeah, 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 we are. Facebook, yeah, we're Facebook friends. Uh-huh. Uh, only one thousand though, huh? Only one thousand friends on Facebook. You, Is that all I have? Those are rookie numbers. Yeah. Those are some rookie numbers there. You, you have a lot of friends on Facebook. Pushing at least 4K, right? I think. Really? There's yeah. no way you know all Is your professional page? I don't. Yeah, no, my dad. You're my, my dad. The, I'd like to get to know him. I think he's a cool dude. He likes rocks. If you guys like rocks together, I mean, that'd be he, something. he posted pictures of your your hike. It looked pretty. I was jealous. I don't know how many friends I actually have, and that's not something to brag about. 3,242. Wow. Yeah. So just to be clear, when I brag about my Twitter likes, it's a problem. But now Facebook friends, we're all good. <laughs> that's, okay. That's Very good. Right? No, Very good. I'm I know it. I'm kidding. It's a joke. I'm going to see how many people. Like, By the way, my Trevor Lawrence video popped asked me off. to be a friend. Oh, do you, do, do you want to go to my friend requests? I don't know. I mean, how many is that? Who are you people? Oh, that's a lot of people. Brent, you're, you're big time in people. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I, honestly, I just don't check Facebook that much. No, neither do I, man. I'm never <laughs> on there. Um, yeah, it's just a friend request. It doesn't say how many friend requests you have, does it? All right, so okay, whatever. I, I did something for the first time ever. Yeah, what I the went heck, to the man? Test. So I went to the Atlantic Eye Institute. Not an endorsement yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, okay. But 
And we're fantastic. I will say that. <laughs> All righty. They don't need to spend any money then. Here we go. Very friendly. That was a great lobby. Yeah. yeah. It was fantastic lobby. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was. <laughs> They're not going to spend a dollar on it this station. It wouldn't be bad, would it? Okay. It was eye-opening. Okay. It was uh, clever. I see what you did yeah. there. Okay. Uh, it was actually pretty. It was a fascinating process. I'm serious. I've never been. Can I ask how? Well, I'm sure I was as a kid. Like, you uh -huh. know, I'm sure I went and got my eyes checked here or there, but a, maybe part of a physical. Sure. Or, But never to like it. I, I don't ever well, remember going to an... I told them this. I said, I've been to the eye doctor one time in college yeah. at Ashland. I was lifting weights. Okay. And a sliver of the bar, the metal, Whoa. got stuck, uh, fell off the bar or whatever and into my eye. And so I had to what? have that removed. Nope. And, and it was no damage done or okay. anything. I got lucky probably, but... It was seriously, it was a piece of metal in my eye. And so that's, wow. that's the only Same. time in my adult life yeah. that I've been to the eye doctor. Okay. And so I'm at the doctor huh. doctor getting a physical like six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm telling you, between 42 and 44, your eyes are going to go. Yeah. It's like clockwork. Yep. It happens. Yep. And so, well, late at night now, the last year and a half or so, yeah. my eyes, I mean, things get a little fuzzy, like the bottom line, ESPN, or the teleprompter even. Well, especially because I feel like you put your eyes through a lot of stress, because you're always looking at screens and you're screens. always reading, so you're, you're putting your eyes through in a lot fact, of stress. In fact, that's part of the thing I learned today from Atlantic Austin. Eye Institute. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Bill told me, he was checking things first, getting me all tested out. Mm -hmm. He said, you average, you blink 20 times a minute, huh. right? But because you, when you're looking at a screen, you blink six to eight times a minute really and so your eyes dry out sure because of that and yeah. that's basically that was the end story of me is that i went all through the test basically yeah. I have 20 20 vision nice still Good. um and but at the drying of the eyes mm -hmm. uh, you know later at night and i got some prescription glasses because yeah. for later at night or if i went driving at night yep um kind of like an optional use thing but yep. it was just a wild deal to go through it and, and get tested like that, you test for a lot of different things. Of course. But yeah. I didn't know what was that involved. I just think it's pretty, like I've been oh, through physicals. Oh, they're super thorough now. Yeah. You know, I've had MRI before. I've had x-rays before. Never gone through, like, an eye test. And I even asked them, like, like do people come to get eye tests, like, all the time? Mm -hmm. And I guess eventually, yeah, they do, is the answer. Yeah. Because I mean, most yeah. people, especially if you have benefits or whatever, will cover, like, an eye test. For sure. Yeah, I didn't get three this year. So um, you do it before each fight. Before each fight, yeah, because it's like required of the commission that you do that. Yeah, because obviously if you have like a detached retina or something, that's so that's, that's what they're checking on. They're not checking for how good your eyesight is. No, no, not at all. They're they're checking for any like uh, abnorm abnormalities yeah. or like uh, ear Stig regularities. Let me go ahead and say as many hard words as possible yeah. in one sentence. I already had somebody uh, said, uh, did, what did they say to me? After your ocular word, somebody ocular checked proof. the vocab cheat sheet written on Austin's hand. Ocular proof. There it is, man. <laughs> It's a good one. <laughs> there it is, man. Um, obviously, the, the worst part of that process, I think we both agree, is when they dilate your pupils. Yes. Well, that's it, what it, happened. It burns a little bit first. First, it's, Whoa, it's a stinger. Stings. You never had this before, Casey? Nah, dude. No one's ever touching my eyes. Man. Well, that was, that's wrong. It, you'll give, it never. Some, give it some time. Yeah, so they put these drops in your eyes, and it, it burns. Like, it's it going to burn a little bit. I'm like, okay, it's burning a lot. So I don't, <laughs> I know, I don't know if I'm a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know if you put sometimes wrong. I was, I was yeah. the thing I was checking in, like, okay, now you can open your eyes. I was like, I can't. No, for sure. I'm in pain. <laughs> every single time, because uh, I go to the same person, and every time they're like, okay, this is going to be a little, a little discomfort here, right here. Don't worry. I'm like, it hurts. It's burning. It I want to do something. Yeah. So, uh, but they do that, and then all of a sudden, probably 30 minutes or 25 minutes go by, and then you can't see anything in front of you. 
right? And yeah. Then, but, but you can see distances, like, from far away, but in front of you can't see anything. Yeah. Yes. And for really, it was longer than I thought. Yeah. It was like a while. It was... I mean, again, I could see a little bit, but even no, like, you, I you could can not, drive. Like, truth told you, you can actually drive. Yeah, but Olivia actually texted me. She's like, hey, oh, I've, yes. I've got ideas for the countdown to kickoff show on Sunday. I yeah. was like, I can't see them. Yeah, you can't I'll, see anything. I'll check them later. Yeah, you can't like, see I anything. couldn't see it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is odd. And th so then I was home for about an hour before the show, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll do this. No, wait, I can't. I can't see yeah. very well right now. No, I'll do this. I can't see very well. I was like, screw it. I'll just sit on the couch for 20 for minutes. For sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't watch and the actually, I did. I closed my eyes for a couple, like uh, about a 10 minutes. Yep. And then I actually, it was a lot better right Absolutely. after that. So that was a pretty wild experience. Though. Yeah. But you should go get your eyes checked. No, you got what to. What I learned is, because I was peppering them with questions. Of course. And then, you know what else is funny? I was thinking of this. So the, uh, I think it's Dr. Allegretti, if I have her name right. She's very nice. And... So she's she does like the intense yes. um, observation or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know testing. Mm -hmm. And so she she has an assistant in the room. Yep. And the whole time she's saying these words like I have no idea what they are. Right. <laughs> she is like saying stuff. She might as well speak a foreign language. Like she's saying this stuff like what are these words? And so the whole time you're like, okay, am I gonna go blind? <laughs> or am I eyes okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's that moment of doubt for yep. like five minutes while they're looking and saying all these words like, yeah. I don't know if my eyes are good or bad. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, it's a serious thing too because that's kind of your job. You have yes. to read things. So. Yeah, it was pretty stressed. wild. Yep. Uh, it was kind of the same thing actually. We, Kaylee went to the docs this morning to get results from an MRI. Yeah, yeah. And we saw her elbow yeah. up on the, while we were waiting for the doctor, it was up on the screen. Yep. And so we're like, okay, does that look good? Or bad, oh, it's, it's the so, white stuff, the black stuff, it's so the hard to tell. Stuff. It's so and, like, hard to tell. And we have no tell. idea. Yep. And that was clean, so that was good. But, Fantastic. Did yeah. You, should I do like the whole tube and everything? I guess like, so. She did that last did night. Did she handle that okay? Yeah, she was fine. Because yeah. some, I mean, that's no, it's I, rough. I had a hard time doing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, that's the medical report. <laughs> Sponsored by nobody yet. <laughs> Here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six We are Miami. We are the U. And every time you hear that, every time you see that on a shirt, on a commercial, at a game, that's got to mean everything. And we got to show it in everything that we do. I'm assuming that was Cristobal. Yep. I caught the last half of it, but it sure sounded like it. We haven't really talked a lot about all these different hires. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk, The process is weird, but it is what it is, right? I mean, it felt slimy to me. I think we talked about that on Monday or Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, but now that it's a done deal, who made the best move? Miami gets Cristobal. Mm -hmm. Florida mm -hmm. gets Napier. Mm -hmm. LSU <laughs> gets Kelly. Mm -hmm. USC gets... Um, Lincoln Riley. Riley. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma Venables. Is that a done deal? Mm -hmm. I think yep. it's a done deal. Uh, yeah. Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. um, Marcus Freeman. Freeman. Thank you. There's <laughs> a, a lot here. There is. Uh, and we'll, we'll leave, like, the Virginia Techs and everybody, okay? Because, yeah. sorry, Hokies, but who cares? Um, am I missing any? What out Oregon has to find a coach? Yeah. Uh, is there anybody else left to find one? Big, big time. No. No. So who made the best move? I think USC because Lincoln, like, if you're going to give me a list of those coaches, 
And in terms of who's leaving, who's staying, I would have said Lincoln Riley staying for sure. Yeah. There's no way you're going to coax Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma, especially going to the SEC. Why, why or going to the NFL, maybe. Or the NFL, right? too. Why would he ever leave? Well, you got him. He left. And now, you know, it's, 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 it's an exciting story. Excuse me. So I would say Lincoln Riley for sure. Uh, yeah, I would agree, Lincoln Riley. Really? Yeah. He's a, I mean, I think he's the best actual coach of the coaches there. And then you now pair it with a place that's – should be easy to recruit at. He's a good recruiter. You're going to have the easiest path to the championship. But don't sleep on the Miami hire because I think that's the second best because he's such a great recruiter. He obviously played for Miami. Mm-hmm. And the ACC is wide open at this point because Clemson has apparently decided to take a step back. So I think Miami's, uh, if he can recruit there, which I'm sure he will, ACC is wide open. That's a good job. Well, not only that, but they're losing Venables, and they're yeah. also going to lose Elliott, it looks like. I think he mm-hmm. could end up at the Virginia job, I think somebody said, or maybe Duke. Uh, one of the two. So they might be losing the staff, and that's hard to replace. Uh, and by the way, Joe Brady looks like he could get the job down in Miami with Cristobal. Is that, is it, I think that's what I've seen, like the latest rumors, there might be some interest in there. That'd be interesting. Uh, we didn't really talk about that. Joe Brady fired so quick. I mean, that's, that's odd, too, but a different story. I, here's what I say. I think you guys are probably, I think the, the Vegas odds would say you guys are right. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much love for the USC job. And again, I've argued, I'm not telling you it's a bad job. I have just hesitated to tell you that it's as good a job as everybody thinks it is because this isn't 1990 anymore. And it feels like USC hasn't won at all since Pete Carroll left. And that's like 12 years ago. And if it's that good of a job with all these different coaches, then how do you at least not win some, especially in a Pac-12 that hasn't been dominant? Let's be honest, right? I mean, Stanford's performed better over the last decade than USC has. True. So I'm not saying it's a bad job. I think you guys probably have the Vegas money on being right. But here's why I say Miami got it the best. But hang on, Brent. Miami's not 2000s anymore either. Well, they're not, but they finally decided that it was 2021 in terms of the dollars. Okay. And so they not only, what they're, you know how you say what the money says? Sure. Well, what the money said to Miami is we're going to spend about 25 million up front Mm-hmm. To make to be a part of this college football world again, mm-hmm. you know we're not we're we're done with the with Ben where we're at, and probably not fair to many Diaz and others that were there before him because they weren't willing to spend. But in this day and age, you have to spend, and they are ponying up dollars and they get the good recruiter. I don't know if Cristobal's as good a coach as some of these other guys. I think Brian Kelly's a better coach. I think Lincoln Riley's probably a better coach. But what that move said to Miami. I think we're, we're maybe committed. puts them back on the map a little bit. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, everybody, it's the age-old question. Is Miami ever going to come back? No. The world's different. They can't come back the way they were. I mean, they were the baddest of boys in, in, in college football, and you just can't get away with that. Like, nobody wants to sign off on that anymore. So it's going to look different, but can they be competitive, to your point, the ACC? Are they going to play the money game? Looks like it. they're going to play the recruiting game, which means he's going to recruit South Florida and this state. And right now, you could... I mean, he's, he won't have a hard time doing that in the state of Florida. So I think they made the biggest move, biggest okay. splash. Um, I think the biggest mistake might be Brian Kelly. I don't know if it's a fit. Yeah. And it's not just because he did the Southern Twang thing. I mean, I just really don't know if it's a fit. <laughs> right? No, seriously. I, I just, he doesn't feel like a, a Louisiana guy to begin with. No. And sometimes that matters. Yeah. Now, Kristen Ball, to his credit, was able to go to Oregon and do pretty well, and he wasn't like a Northwest guy. Yeah. But you feel like Louisiana's a little different in terms of like, the culture and I stuff. I do. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Football at 5 coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.